0: hello and welcome back to the palm tree podcast Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo here how you doing this week Noah
1: I'm good how are you uh
0: n- not too bad not too bad
1: uh less, less uh, guests on today just the two of us yeah it was too
0: bad I enjoy I enjoyed last week having all the guests on you know yeah, John we'll, and we'll Jacob try, we'll
1: try and get some more guys on
0: yeah we're, yeah we've been working on getting some more guests for you guys um, we did try to get um one of our uh, one of the people we know who's a Leafs supporter, Jared Shea. Um, he once again continues to decline the invitation. It's, it's, it's
1: basically becoming like you know that feud between Matt Damon and Jimmy Kimmel.
0: It's like that. It's, it's like
1: that. Like, but
0: we're clearly winning. I don't know. It's, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're working on getting him on on, on the show. He Eventually, was obviously, yeah. He was the host of the Blue Line Boys podcast. Um, which has, unfortunately, um, since been terminated, um, which, you know, you never want to see, obviously. But hopefully we can get him on here sometime in the future. Um, but I'll be honest with you guys, he probably won't come uh, come on the podcast.
1: Uh, we'll see, but <clears> we'll I'm not, see, I'm not holding my breath.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be too hopeful about that. Um, but, yeah, it's been a, a quiet week for the Panthers. For the Panthers you, but they,
1: there's been a few things. The there's year. been
0: a lot of stuff going on around the NHL. Um, a lot of very very interesting things, um, but yeah, not a lot really going on with the Panthers right now. They uh, they have not played since we last recorded, um, so no news there. The Leafs did lose last night to yeah, San Jose, so, which was a bit surprising. Yeah, and
1: I was looking at uh, so you know you know the website MoneyPuck. Yes, I was looking at playoff odds today. It's not looking great for the for the Panthers at least.
0: Yeah, but I mean you know it defy the odds. One hundred percent. I
1: forgot doesn't anyways. Um
0: But yeah, I mean obviously obviously it helps with the the Leafs, you know, losing last night. Yeah. Um that that's huge and definitely uh, you know, for the Panthers if they're gonna gonna try and make a push here, they're gonna need to win some games that Yeah. Um yeah, they're anything at twenty yeah, percent now. Yeah,
1: Florida's, Florida's sitting it ahead crisp 20% odds of making the playoffs. Which
0: is still better than zero, so that's... So
1: be- still better than the 10 teams in the league.
0: So, that's not awful, I would say. Well, I mean, it's not great at it's all. Not,
1: it's not great.
0: Um, but, yeah, I mean, until they, they don't even play tonight, they play, to, they play tomorrow, so um, we have nothing really new to report there. Um, but lots of stuff going on around the NHL. Yeah. Um, <coughs> there's... <coughs> <laughs> it made a loud noise, so I can uh, find it. You did. Um, yeah, so there's the NHL uh,
1: board of Govern- uh, no GM, GM meetings, GM
0: meetings GM going on in Boca Raton, uh, in Florida, and some information coming out of there. Um, one of the things we learned is that next year's salary cap projects to be um, between 84 and 88 million. Um, which I think is a lot higher than people had anticipated. Yeah,
1: well, I, it seems to compensate for the really small bump we saw last year.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, going into last season, I think a lot of people anticipated the salary cap going, you know, up a bit more, and it, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that's a factor, too, and then I think with some of the other things going on with the NHL, with, um, you know, the sport betting, with Seattle coming into the league, I think that all plays a factor um, in the and salary cap. you got to keep
1: in mind that Seattle still has, it's not during this offseason, but it's the offseason after that, right? Or yes. Is it this one? It's not this I, one. I think they're starting 21-22.
0: They are. It's not this offseason, it's next so, offseason they do yeah. their draft. Um, they've yet to tell anyone their name, which is just sucks. Honestly,
1: I'm going to be pissed if it's Kraken.
0: I love Kraken. I don't know what No, you're no, saying. no,
1: no, no. I love the name. But the fact that it was leaked and they didn't own up to it, I'd be pissed. I
0: just want to see if the jerseys look sick.
1: I hope the jerseys
0: look I, sick. I assume they would, and I assume they'll do a good job. I'm trying to
1: think. Vegas unveiled it, what, like about six months before their uh, draft?
0: I think they had the name. I don't think they had the jerseys. They didn't have
1: the jerseys. Yeah. Jerseys was a separate thing, but they had the name. Yeah, I mean, I do, but uh, another thing to consider is the timeline on Seattle's expand. Uh, Seattle's expansion is much longer than Vegas is at the time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Vegas was a little bit more rushed.
1: I mean, and, yeah, you can't really tell the Vegas is, was more rushed considering the success they had. So early.
0: yeah, and I think I think Seattle's done a good job too with the time that they've had to really be uh, calculated in the things they've done, both from a business and hockey standpoint. Um, well, th- I think their, um, the, their main
1: constraint in Seattle was the renovation of the key arena.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? That, that was basically a huge part of when they can start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be a huge success there, but not really a, a lot of, of new info around them. Um, but with, this, with regards to the salary cap, how do you kind of see this maybe impacting uh, the Panthers and some of the other teams heading into this offseason?
1: Um. I don't see it direct... It's definitely not going to punish any teams directly, right? Because it's expanding. No, it... it, It's more in the sense that because it's expanding, teams are going to be less in a crunch. Like, teams like Toronto and um, I think uh, San Jose is up there in terms of cap crunches. That's going to have, like, kind of a passive effect on other teams in the league that they kind of have a competitive advantage over the fact that there's, um, like the Panthers, the Panthers' salary cap situation was pretty good this season, um, especially concerning the Huberto and
0: Barcov deals. Barcof
1: deals. Um, but you could say that they had an advantage over Toronto because they had that salary cap space.
0: And the taxes. And the ta-
1: oh, taxes. That's, 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 that's a separate issue. That's thing. a big advantage. But with the salary cap increasing, it's you know pressure is definitely getting relieved uh, off of Kyle Dubas's shoulders, and that kind of indirectly is, um, affects the Panthers in the sense that like they don't have that competitive advantage over um, the Leafs anymore.
0: To me, where I see the advantage kind of be playing out is uh, you look at te- look at the the free agent class now. Teams that have already signed their free agents, right? They sign them under the you know assumption that the salary cap was not going to be anywhere close to $88 million, right? So you look at Roman Yossi's deal um, and some of the other players that have been signed. They, you know They were signed under that uh, assumption. Now you look and it, the salary cap goes up more than people expect, and you have a lot of guys that are UFA's and say, okay, well, if there's more room for me, I'm going to ask for more money. And I think that might play into effect with some of the free agents and that it, are out there. It's kind
1: of funny, because it's like, Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner were just a year early. Yeah. I think that if if hmm. if Mitchell Marner is going into this offseason, he'd be getting a lot more money than last season. I... I don't think the contract would be the same. I think he'd be touching... A lot more
0: money. See, but I don't know if Mitch Marner's been as good this year as he was last year to the point where you could argue that. That's
1: true, that's true. That,
0: that would be, like, in terms of, yeah, salary cap and a leverage thing, I could see it. Um,
1: he hasn't. He has 16 goals so far. Yeah, which There's
0: is... a lot of assists, but... A lot of assists. Goals. He had a nice goal last, uh, really last nice night. Really nice goal against the unbelievable Hurts. goal. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you look at some of the free agents now... Um, the RFA class is obviously weaker as well, but you have uh, Matt Barzell who's there, who is going to you know command a good amount of money as he probably deserves. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it affects those kind of negotiations for teams. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things they talked about at the the GM meetings uh, that had happened was uh, changes to the offside rule and including it to be.
1: The skate lift is...
0: Yeah, it's breaking the plane versus having your skate on the ice and dragging it.
1: I I have kind of mixed feelings about that. I know a lot of people like it, but for me, it's kind of like, well, it's part of the rule, like, it's it's a pretty, it's a smart rule, but I understand where they're coming from.
0: Well, I understand, like, when you look at, like, football with breaking the plane on the end zone, right?
1: It's... It's probably going to be easier for video review, honestly.
0: Here's the thing is, like, like I think I think it is better having it break in the plane. Just because, yeah, like, whether a guy skates touching or not touching Sometimes the ice. Sometimes
1: it's subjective and it's hard right, to tell, right? It is
0: hard to tell. It's probably easier to tell break in the plane. I still think it's just a dumb rule overall. Like, I still don't think it's a great rule. When it comes down to that, it slows down the game. It can come down to, like, millimeters.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Um. Like, obviously, if it's in, like, you know...
1: I... I uh, I understand where the rule is coming from, but I liked the way that it was that it used to be. Well, it used to be. This isn't getting implemented until next season, but The way it is. I I like the way it is. I But, uh, you want to know what? I say that now, and it's it's such a minor change that I'm sure uh, you know, I'm going to get used to it
0: Yeah, see for me, like, the reason I don't like the offside rule is like as much as everyone like you know doesn't like referees and the calls they make, I think a human error has always been a part of you know professional sports and having that error in there, and especially when it comes down to such an insignificant you know detail mm-hmm. uh, like that, um, I, I kind of like having that human element to the game. Obviously, um, some people don't, and I understand that argument as well. Um, but it just yeah, to me, it kind of just slows down the game. Right,
1: yeah,
0: uh, a lot of the times, especially
1: and like, especially the video review.
0: Yeah, and like let's say you're a team, you score a goal, right, and the other team challenges for offside, and it's really close. Any momentum you might have got from that goal has been erased because you've been sitting on the bench for two, yeah, two and, and, and a half. The minutes.
1: question is, like, maybe should there be a, a time limit on when you can review? Because hypothetically, if the if the offensive team enters the zone on an offside that went uncalled, then they have a minute and a half of sustained pressure, and then they score, is it really fair to bring back the goal for something that happened a minute and a half ago that has seemingly no effect on the play?
0: Well, and that, that's part of it, too, is that, yeah, like, the entire play shouldn't have occurred because it was offside.
1: Yes, but, but but then, like, you could argue that you have to go way back, and you could, like, call all of those.
0: Uh, it's, which it's... is
1: my Which is... My main argument is that it's not fair. Like, why... Yes, what if there was an offside two minutes before that that went on call?
0: Well, then there's a whistle. If if that was called... If there's a a whistle, though, then it, like, negates it. Right. Right?
1: But you you can make the argument that if that was called properly, then the whole course of the game would be different.
0: Yeah, I mean, you could argue, like, pretty much anything. It's still kind of... It doesn't really matter.
1: It's flawed and there's a lot of reasons why but they're they're trying to improve it. Yeah. I, th- I think this is a good stuff. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. It it is what it is. It'll, I think yeah, I, I do like having the break in the plane better. Um I still don't think it's quite um you know, I just don't love it, but it is better, I guess. Um But yeah, that that was one of the more interesting things that came out of uh those meetings. The other thing that was really kind of uh you know, talk to wasn't well, talk about that much, but uh, changes to the CHL agreement with the NHL.
1: Yeah, that we can maybe see players go to the AHL younger,
0: younger, not burn a year of the contract. Especially, um, you see a lot of players that are obviously you know they're playing in their draft plus one year, draft plus two year, that are very <laughs> clearly too good for for junior hockey. Um, yeah, right. But teams don't want to bring them to the AHL because. Um, you don't want to burn that. year of the contract. Um, what are your thoughts well, on this kind of... Pr-
1: another thing is that you can't... You, you have to be 20. A North American player has to be...
0: 20. and A, a European player doesn't have to be 20. A North no. American player does. Um,
1: exactly. And there's also that question that could, could could we see North American players go to the AHL younger?
0: Which would... That would be part of it. That was right? the whole, That that's would be the purpose the whole, of it. That's is the
1: whole purpose. And I like it. I, I think that it's because it's going to come down to the, what the teams want.
0: The well, teams are well, going to have
1: final say in all
0: of it. Well, here is the thing: like the the NHL and the NHL teams would obviously very much be in favor of this because it improves player development, right? It's
1: it's the CHL that loses out.
0: Yeah, and I understand why the CHL would not want
1: one hundred um, percent,
0: because you are losing a lot of really good players, a lot players that you know improve the quality of competition, players that sell tickets.
1: I think uh, the only other guys I can think of that wouldn't benefit from this would be like fringe and fringe a h l guys, yeah, but they, you can maybe see like a younger guy take your roster spot, but that's always a possibility,
0: yeah, it's always a possibility with with that and but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting i think um yeah, I understand where the c h l is coming from, but I think it would be really great to see um just because yeah, there's a lot of players who you know kind of waste a year playing in junior when they're, they're too good for junior, but they're not quite good enough for the NHL. Um, like, guys, like, you see, like, right now, like, Ty Smith playing in junior mm-hmm. uh, in Spokane. He's He had eight points last week in a game. Like, he's very clearly too good of a player for that league. Um, where does he kind of fit in? So, yeah.
1: We'll see. Um, it's going to be interesting to monitor the situation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would be excited to see it happen. Yeah, but I'm not overly optimistic that it will actually I, I happen. I don't think so. Um, but I think it would be great.
1: Yeah, it's all going to depend. Um, another thing that happened during the GM meetings, and I what did they they decided that they weren't going to change the rule regarding emergency backup goalies. Yeah, that they were going to keep the same idea, well, the same concept in place. Right now, that each uh, team has to hire an emergency backup to be present for every home game. Yeah. Well, what did you think of that? Did you agree with keeping it like this?
0: Um, you know, I was I was kind of indifferent either way, just because it's such a, you know it's a rare occasion that it happens. Um. So regardless, but I was I was surprised at the NHL and they opted to keep it the way it is.
1: It it adds a certain like. I'm not sure how to explain it, but it's, like, it's kind of... Everyone likes seeing it when it happens.
0: Unless you get burned by it.
1: But who... Nobody's gotten burned by it so far. But what if they had? Exactly. That's the question. If if
0: Carolina did not absolutely turn it up against the Leafs and just demoralize them, they lose that game.
1: Like, the, the idea would be to create, like, a... Minimum requirements that the emergency backup goalie has to uh,
0: have in order uh, to to qualify.
1: Right. So I don't know. Like they could do a physical at the beginning of each season, and like I
0: think it would be more like their age, is They're not in their forties, and maybe and they,
1: category that they play.
0: I think it would be age, level they played, and how long since they played. Like the having goalie that has played, at, you know, a relatively decent level in the last two years. Would be nice, especially for a team like you know Toronto, where you have so many hockey players and goalies around. Like you could. What,
1: what do you think motivates Toronto to pick David Ayers as their emergency backup? Well, how do you think they pick, they picked him?
0: They probably just knew someone. Like I don't know.
1: I have no idea how how, how Craigslist. Do, I don't know if anybody knows this. Like, how do teams even pick an emergency?
0: Backup? Well, I know. I know for Edmonton. Uh, okay. um I know they do. And Toronto did this... Toronto uses the Ryerson goalies, too. Okay. Um, and I think U of T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, know
1: Vancouver used uh, the... UBC. UBC goal yeah. at the time. I, I like that.
0: Yeah, like I I, yeah, I know Edmonton does U of A, and then they also used to do... Uh, for At least for practices, for an extra goalie, they used to do Shannon's Abydos as well. Which is cool. Which was nice. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was like... Yeah, I don't mind that they didn't change the process and the whole procedure... But I was surprised by it, because it'd be like a classic NHL thing to ruin fun <laughs> for people and ruin, you know, yeah. great moments. So, yeah, that was a bit surprising to me.
1: Yeah, I, I can definitely see that point of view. Um, uh, um, I mean, I'm kind of indifferent.
0: Yeah, like, it's such really? a rare it's such a it's rare such thing a that, rare occurrence. that it's like, okay. Um, other stuff that happened around the league, um, we'll keep it in the division for a bit here. Um, Montreal announced that they would be bringing back uh, Claude Julien. Claude Julien for next year. You're from Montreal. What are your thoughts on this? Not from Montreal. I'm from Quebec, uh, which yeah.
1: is eh. near, close enough. Um, yeah, I, whatever. We'll see.
0: Like, if you were a Habs fan, would you be happy by this, or are you, you know?
1: It's 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 really hard to tell. I'm um, thinking about the Habs. They, they had Jonathan Drouin. Uh, he was having a really good beginning of the season, and he got. He, in, I remember it was the Washington game. He got injured, came back in the game, and then got injured again. Yeah, he was out for like months. And he, ever since he got back, just production has not been there. I I don't mind them bringing back Julian because I think that much of the team's misfortune this season has not been. It shouldn't fall on the coach's uh, responsibility
0: because of injuries. Yeah, like but lots of teams of injuries.
1: Yes, I agree. Like
0: teams overcome injuries.
1: I agree, but you look at Montreal with a team that's not structured around a superstar, and you know it's those injuries hurt that much more to the team, right? Yeah, so it's, then that's, it's, on that, it's, and that's on
0: the GM at that point, and, if and that's how you're going to build your I mean, team.
1: You know, I just don't think that the blame for this m- mediocre season from the Canadiens, um, I don't think it should fall on Ber- on uh, Julian. Uh, it's just. It, it, people had mixed opinions about the Hobbs going into the season. They were always going to be a fringe playoff team, and they kind of made it abundantly clear at this point that they were not making the playoffs. Even though they may say whatever they want to,
0: yeah, likely not. There
1: you know, so there's there's such high expectations when there shouldn't have been high expectations. I don't know,
0: experience, yeah, expectations weren't that high, like well, playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, anyways, I was. It's it's in Montreal. Everything's getting blo- Everything's going to get blown
0: up in Montreal.
1: Put like, in mind. French. I'm, yeah, yeah so it's not no, no, I'm, I can't read it. Eh,
0: I was that. I was a bit surprised. I like I was just in, the only interesting part to me is cause, like I agree with what you said about Claude Julien. Like a lot of how the year went, I don't think falls on him. Even though like I would point like you have the two eight game losing streaks, right? Yeah, those right? Were bad. I would you know I would put some of that on the coach for sure. You know, not getting the team out of those funks uh, quickly. But I think
1: and and you lose to Detroit four times in a year.
0: Yeah, and that obviously that, that's is, obviously which is just correct, absurd.
1: Especially considering that
0: had they,
1: had they had those eight points, they'd be in a playoff spot right now.
0: Yeah, but instead they got zero. But
1: instead they have zero and now they're not making the yeah. playoffs and, won't, and are likely looking at a draft pick between yeah. 10 and 15.
0: Yeah, I'd be curious to know if they had checked in with some of the other coaches that are available because I do think there are some really good coaches that are available right now.
1: And, but here's the thing, there's a very strong... Uh, movement in Montreal for a French speaking coach coach has to yeah. be able to speak French and I think the last one was who was there was an anglophone coach it uh, starts with a C or something years ago oh Cunningworth oh
0: Cunningworth. he was great
1: he lasted like not even half a season I don't know he, I prom- think it's he promised to take French classes during the summer and then he got fired
0: I don't know I don't, I don't like what like whether your coach speaks French or not like how many of the players speak French? Three.
1: But it's you know it's that's, and when we're talking about that's the that's the orga- organization's identity.
0: Oh, I know. I totally get that from an identity, and you know, but the, the, I, it doesn't make
1: sense. No, I think. But you it's should like, be, you should be looking at the best candidate. Available. Yeah. Do
0: you take the worst coach that speaks French, or the guy who's very clearly a better coach and speaks English? And you know, I'm guessing what it was is they they kind of figured that. You know, the trade-off wasn't worth it with and He's still a good coach. He's won a cup. Um, so looking elsewhere, I guess, just um, didn't seem overly necessary. Um, also keeping it in the division, moving over, Ottawa announced they had fired uh, Jim, Jim Little. Little today, who I have never heard of until today. He's their CEO. Yeah, well, he was their CEO.
1: I think I heard of him when he got hired literally less than two months ago. Yeah, like that's not a great track record.
0: Yeah, I mean it was really interesting. I, you know, I'm, I, did I,
1: you read the statement?
0: Yeah, so because I, I saw the the no, I got the notification on my phone this morning. It was like Ottawa's let go of this guy, and I was like, "Okay, let's classic Ottawa." Of course they did.
1: Like, honestly, Like
0: right, and you're like, but then you hear like it was like a well, what was it? it was like for philosophical differences or something was like the announcement yeah. they had out originally, and I was like, okay, so he probably just did something like bad, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, he puts out the statement, and it's like, oh, he, like, just swore at Eugene Melnick on the phone.
1: Yeah. And this was... When did he say the, that was?
0: Oh, I don't know. I forgot. I, I
1: have it here. He said, on Valentine's Day, February 14th.
0: So, a few it's weeks ago. been you know. a while. Yeah. So, <laughs> the, like, the whole thing is very, very weird to me, I think. Yeah. Um but very much like classic Ottawa Senators type of, you know, thing to happen.
1: And, and he claims he apologized for anything he said and whatever he conveyed over the phone, but I guess that that wasn't enough. But they, they, he does conclude by saying, to my knowledge, these events led to my dismissal. Th- that's what he thinks. God what? only knows what Melnick
0: thinks. No, no. I was. I, I'm I would, assume, I, he's I would right. assume he's probably right by that, but, but who I'm just knows? Saying
1: with Eugene Melnick, who knows?
0: I know the man's a mystery. Um, <laughs> he's all over the place, but you know, yeah, that was just like a classic ottawa you know, type storyline. I mean, good. You know, I guess, guess it happens. But what are you really gonna do? Yeah. Um. Now, Noah, we got like five minutes left here, four minutes. Um, Earlier in the year, I think we've done this two other times, we were looking at our trophy favorites um, for for some of the major awards this year. Um, We're going to make our predictions now. There's one month left in the year. Um, So we're just going to go rapid fire here. Uh, I'll name the award. You name who you think the favorite is for each award. Okay, Hart Trophy.
1: Most valuable player. Yeah, I uh, hey, Leon Dreisaitl.
0: You know, I it, it, there's been a hot debate I, on I, Leon Dreisaitl about this one f- on, online about whether he's a hard driving candidate. I love Leon Dreisaitl; he's a great player. But if I might have to, and if they if they make the playoffs, I think I'd have to go with Artemi Panera to be honest, because he's been phenomenal. He has all across the board. So if they made the playoffs, I think I'd go Panera.
1: He's, he's definitely going to be uh, considered.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I th- and I think, th- I
1: think I think if um if Buffalo was in, in a better spot right now, Jack Eichel would be in contention as well.
0: Yeah, Buffalo could put it together. And, um, which
1: they obviously cannot. Yeah. And that Wayne Simmons trade now looks like the most idiotic yeah. trade out there.
0: Yeah, McKinnon's definitely in there too with a lot of the injuries Colorado's yeah. had.
1: But I, I think my favorite right now is Leon Dreisidel. You just yeah. you, you just can't ignore that. Yeah.
0: Um Art Ross Leon Dreisidel, that's easy. Because I don't think anyone's gonna catch him. Uh, Vesna. Tuca. You on Tuca?
1: Tuca? Rask. Yeah, I he, mean, he's doing he's doing really good stuff. I mean, Boston's having a phenomenal yeah. year. I, you know.
0: Yeah, I would just like to point this out right now. And I, I,
1: I would have said Darcy Kemper, but Darcy Kemper got injured, and now Arizona's. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna
0: say I'm gonna say Connor Hellebuck, just because I think he's been huge for Winnipeg they've needed him and he stepped up but I just want to point this out and this is really unrelated um, before the year started and this is true me and some friends were doing our bold predictions for the season and I had the Vezna and this is bold I said it was going to go to Pablo Francois who while not in the running he is, does have the best save percent. percentage in the NHL so that was just fun sure Pat on the back for myself. But, yeah, uh,
1: Tukorov for me, Uh, if Arizona was in a better spot and if he didn't get injured, I'd still be saying Darcy Kemper like we did earlier in the season. But at this point, with Arizona likely not making the playoffs, I don't think he can make that strong of an argument for Darcy Kemper.
0: No. Um, We'll move on quickly here. Norris.
1: John Carlson still.
0: John Carlson still. No no doubt. Yeah, Yeah, for me, since Hamilton went down, I think you're looking at Carlson, Yossi, Hadman, maybe that's you know those three, maybe maybe Petrangelo. Um but yeah, I think John Carlson's got to be the favorite still. Um, rookie of the year.
1: It's gonna Calder. Be, I can guarantee it's going to be Quinn Hughes or Kale McCarr.
0: But which one?
1: Which one? Um, I'd like I, I'd like to see Kale McCarr win it. I think...
0: Yeah, he had the injuries, played less games. He had the
1: injuries, he played less games, but talk about a guy who just stepped up and can literally just do whatever he wants on the ice. Yeah. And I watched watched Quinn Hughes um, a few games. He's really good. Yeah. But it seems like he lacks a little defensive skill.
0: You know what, like, I've actually been fairly impressed with his defensive skill this year. Yeah? Especially for a guy his size, like, his positioning's been fairly good. He is sticksman man active. Uh, like, I think, yeah, like, people, when you think of, like, a guy who has 51 points, you probably think he might be a defensive liability. I think he has been, you know, for the most part, pretty reliable on Vancouver yeah. um, throughout the year. But I obviously... I'm,
1: honestly, it's going to be either one. You, you could flip a coin at this point.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, I think I'm going to take Kale here just for the simple fact that we're both from Alberta and uh <laughs> that's really all that matters to me at this point. Um that's all I uh that's all I care about. So uh yeah, I'm going to be taking Kale McCarr there. Um last two awards here Noah. Uh coach of the year. Jack Adams.
1: Oh. Um mm uh, I, you wanna know what? Uh, I kinda wanna just look up the standings real quick just to make sure. Uh, I like, um, uh, who did, uh, Edmonton? Tippett? Yeah. I like, I think Tippett has definitely, um, definitely gets his name tossed in the hot. Like, what he's done with this Edmonton team that didn't even make the playoffs last season has been very good. Um, I think that falls much more on Tippett than Holland.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it's... And
1: I think, or else you could make a very, very strong argument for Elaine out.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. In Philadelphia, he's had a great year. I think if you had asked me like three weeks ago, I probably would have said um, Sullivan in Pittsburgh. But things have not been great for them uh, recently. They've kind of slipped.
1: They got that big win against... Ottawa last night which
0: yeah.
1: must like bring confidence back up in that locker room
0: But you can beat Ottawa
1: well no but it justss it's, it's it's have an easy win everyone,
0: um, everyone I think it. if they make the playoffs too I could definitely see Tortorella being in it with Columbus yeah um you know he's done a great job there this year
1: I, those three names that we've said so far I think have maybe Sullivan I don't think Sullivan
0: Uh, I the injuries Pittsburgh's had. If they hadn't slipped up recently, I think he probably would be in there. Um, Last word here before we go, Noah. Uh, Jim Gregory, GM of the year.
1: Um, Not John Uh, I. I don't know. I don't know. I, think I legitimately can't even say anything. Uh, oh, actually, who's who's GM in Vancouver?
0: Jim Benning.
1: Maybe if Vancouver makes the playoffs and if they actually finish in in the third or second in the Pacific, I could I could see them. I yeah. could see Jim Benning getting the the of the, the year award. He brought mm-hmm. he brought in Tyler Myers on defense during the off season.
0: And J.T. Miller.
1: And J.T. Miller made that trade. Uh, then the Tyler Foley trade. There's so good stuff going on.
0: Yeah, I think for me, I think my pick would have to be uh, Joe Sakic in Colorado. Um, you know, obviously the young guys. You bring in Nazem Kadri. You've had a lot of injuries. Don They're still Sway. playing great. Don Skoy. Burakovsky. Nachushkin. Like, a lot of guys they've brought and in.
1: That, that Sam Girard contract, too.
0: yeah. So for me, I think I would be going with uh, with Joe Sakic there. I know
1: you said last award, but we've got to We've got to at least mention
0: Rocket Rashard. Ooh, that's a tight one. Of course, I actually should do Selkie, too. Um, Rocket Rashard, who you got? It. It's a tight race. So oops.
1: it's gonna be. I, I want Pasternak to win it. I don't want Matthews to win it because I'm gonna hear it from every single Leafs fan.
0: Yeah, I don't. Wouldn't it be
1: cool if Ovechkin won it though?
0: Ovechkin would be great. Um, For me, I think I'm gonna take Leon Drysaddle in this one, just because I think if he did that and he kept up his current pace, he would be the first player to win the triple crown, scoring title, like uh, Rocket. Yeah, if he could do Art Ross. Hart Trophy, Rocket Richard. I think the last player to do it was Ovi, and then.
1: That would be. It'd be year. incredible. So I'd
0: love to see that. Um, obviously, he just had that huge surge with the four goal night. Um, but a lot of names there. Um, Selkie. Selkie's best defensive player, right? Or defensive forward. A defensive
1: forward. Um.
0: You need some time to think?
1: I, like, I can't really think of anything. I mean, Panarin looks pretty good right now.
0: Isn't Like, Panarin's been great this year, but never really goes to a winger. No. I think for me, I think I'm going with Sean Couturier on this one. Yeah? Yeah.
1: I, I don't really, like, I can't really, like say anything because I can't really like think of anybody who's over
0: I mean when it does expensive. you could just say Bergeron or
1: exactly Bergeron I mean last year Philippe Deneau caused a little uh, surprise when he was mentioned in the votings. So, um, I don't know
0: Bergeron uh, alright Bergeron. Bergeron or we'll, Deneau alright sure uh, yeah those are our picks um, who knows if we're right Uh, yeah no idea thank you guys for tuning in uh The Palm Tree Podcast will be back with another episode uh, coming up on Monday, and we'll see you guys then.